welcome to the second episode of Quaith Excellent, a companion podcast to my class of instruction, focusing on poems that will be read on the first day of the following week. This week, or at least next week, on August 21st, I will be reading Summer Wind by William Colin Bryant, a poem that I lucked into, I think, on Twitter. I believe it was shared by at Pesto Force, Coral Academy's resident game dev and design wizard. But I cannot find or recall when exactly I got it from him. So thank you, I think. Now, when he shared this poem, when I ran into this poem, it was the beginning of summer. It was just beginning to broach into the the warmer part of the year and it took a little while for us to get there actually but what's lovely about this poem is how vividly it creates an atmosphere of summer of of heat of exhaustion both in the poet and also in the environment and the plants and the foliage and the creatures that we see a little bit of here and there and it starts by expressing this environment in terms that show what summer does how it sucks moisture sucks life from things it is exhausting but it's also a time that that comes after a great explosion of life after spring and as the poem goes we see this our narrator our speaker waiting for something, waiting for this reprieve from heat that comes in the the titular wind of summer. And so before we spend any more time in it, I'd like to go ahead and read it now. Summer Wind It is a sultry day. The sun has drunk the dew that lay upon the morning grass. There is no rustling in the lofty elm that canopies my dwelling, and its shade scarce cools me. All is silent, save the faint and interrupted murmur of the bee, settling on the sick flowers and then again instantly on the wing. The plants around feel too potent fervors. The tall maize rolls up its long green leaves. The clover droops its tender foliage and declines its blooms. But far in the fierce sunshine tower the hills with all their growth of woods silent and stern as if the scorching heat and dazzling light were but an element they loved bright clouds motionless pillars of the brazen heaven their bases on the mountains their white tops shining in the far ether fire the air with a reflected radiance and make turn the gazer's eyes away for me i lie languidly in the shade where the thick turf Yet virgin from the kisses of the sun retains some freshness, and I woo the wind that still delays his coming. Why so slow, gentle and voluble spirit of the air? Oh, come and breathe upon the fainting earth coolness and life. Is it that in his caves he hears me? See on yonder woody ridge, the pine is bending its proud top, and now among the nearer groves chestnut and oak are tossing their green boughs about. He comes, lo, where the grassy meadow runs and waves. 
The deep, distressful silence of the scene breaks up the, with mingling of unnumbered sounds and universal motion. He has come, shaking a shower of blossoms from the shrubs and bearing on their fragrance, and he brings music of birds and rustling of young boughs and sound of swaying branches and the voice of distant waterfalls. All the green herbs are staring in his breath. A thousand flowers by the roadside and the borders of the brook nod gaily to each other. Glossy leaves are twinkling in the sun as if the dew were on them yet, and silver waters break into small waves and sparkle as he comes. Now there's an expectance in this poem that is finally paid off. We see Bryant personifying summer wind as a he that is off in the hills and waiting and almost unfairly selfishly hoarding this thing that is so needed the maze has pulled up and hidden itself defensively within its foliage within its leaves and when it finally comes there's this relief and there's an energy and a passion and a speed that can't really be escaped and it's impossible to ignore the reappearance of Summer Wind because we get this regular repetition of it comes, he comes, he is come. This return is grateful and thankful and so needed. And yet, for all the natural imagery, there's something in here that feels like it's not just about nature, but about being human. Summer is that period of time that follows spring, when there's new life, when children are young. So summer is then the time when they are adolescent, and they are learning to have passion, to find and want romance. And in this poem, we see that that youth is remembered. At the very beginning, it says, The sun has drunk the dew that lay upon the morning grass. That morning dew is gone. That youth, that childhood is gone, and yet by the end... It says, glossy leaves are twinkling in the sun as if the dew were on them yet. So this is a person young enough to remember when they're a child. This is a person experiencing maybe romance and passion for the first time. And they've been waiting for it and wanting for it. And when it finally comes, it comes with a rush. We have this series of events that happen as a result of Summer Wind's return. Or maybe his first coming shaking a shower of blossoms from the shrubs and bearing on their fragrance and he brings music of birds and rustling of young boughs and sound of swaying branches and the voice of distant waterfalls this polysyndeton the repetition of all this and 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 is the overwhelming experience of first passion i don't know that you can experience those things again summer wind when it comes when it takes over who you are emotionally and who you'll become as you mature is an experience that is unlike anything else. It is a release from the anticipation of growth, but it's also powerful and overwhelming. And so in this poem, I love that we have the nature imagery that feels so authentic to season. And yet at the same time, if we dig in just a little bit, we find that there's authenticity in the experience of growth, in the experience of maturing. 
We will be reading Summer Wind by William Cullen Bryant on August 21st, this coming Monday. And I hope that when we get to it, you enjoy it as much as I have. And hopefully hearing something about it from me will help you find something new in it for you. Because the experience of poetry is different for us all, just like the experience of maturing and growing. The content of this podcast is used under copyright law, chapter 1, section 110, as a companion to in-class instructional activities, and I claim no ownership of the text presented here. Thank you for joining me on the second episode of this podcast, and I hope between now and next time you hear from me, you find things that you yourself find quite excellent.